Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Bearing the Burden, our own personal podcast here at IRF, Elon Restoration Fellowship. Um, we are continue in our um, weekly podcast for, or weekly installment for Bearing the Burden, the study devotional. Um, this would be, of course, day number two. I know as you're going, you're reading along, you're, you're probably way far ahead, but it's always good to be able to go back and, you know, at least I can help you with the mindset behind what is written and especially in what um, the mindset between Paul and obviously the Hebraic mindset when it comes to certain words and the way certain things are phrased. Now today we're going to study the first two critical phrases in Hebrew, am itafis, which means uh, to be caught, and be'abra, meaning wrongdoing. Now of course, Everything that we do is done through um, self-examination in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, which um, we spoke about last week. The, li- the word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, cutting and piercing to the deepest marrow, and able to judge the intents and thoughts of the heart. I'm paraphrasing, of course. So I want to talk about what it means to be caught for a minute. Now, um, itophis, um is a very interesting phrase. Because Paul says that even if a person is caught in any wrongdoing. Now, what comes to mind is someone who has been steeped in a particular sin or bondage. They're basically trapped or arrested, if you would say. Now, in in Hebrew, um, it has a little bit of a different, you know, uh, a little bit of a different translation. um, Meaning it, it means, you know, to be laid hold of, which is very um, you know, accurate when it comes to the English language, but it also means something interesting, and it means to wield. So it's someone who uses that sin. You see what I'm saying? It's like they control it. They can control it with their hands as both a weapon and a tool. Um, the weapon, of course, is to be used against others, and the tool is to be used as manipulation. You see, because the whole idea here is that as a weapon and a tool, they appear to have control. In fact, they may think that they actually do have control. And what is sin but the fulfillment of the flesh and not only passions, but in desires? You see, but those who are caught up in in the corruption of the sin, the passions, the desires, they're deluded into thinking that they have some kind of control. And in fact... They are deceived and they are oblivious in many ways as to how that sin, that passion, that desire is being fulfilled in the flesh and in the flesh alone. Okay? So when someone is caught, what we have to understand is while they are caught and they are arrested by that sin, but they they use it. See, they use it to their advantage. Don't ever think that someone who's caught in these kinds of things and lifestyles, they're using it to their event, their, their advantage. Of course, the issue comes when, when is enough enough, right? Because when those passions and those desires 
um, burn and that sin starts to take over, you find that the more and more they do these things, the less and less fulfilled they fear. They feel, sorry. Which causes them to burn in their own passions and their own lusts and their own desires. That's what it means to be caught. Because they use them. You see, they use them to their advantage. They use them as a weapon, not only against others, but in reality, a weapon against righteousness. So it's, we, we have to understand that this is a very serious thing that when we run into somebody who is caught, that we're dealing with someone that is using these things as a weapon. Okay. Now, the second phrase for wrongdoing is be'ibra, which I love. Um, because first we understand that, for, for, well, let me just say this. Ibra, um, with different vowel pointings and, and one little word, uh, one little letter is ibri, which is the Hebrew word for Hebrew, for Jew. We find that Abram's great-grandfather, his name was ibri, which is why Abraham was called a Jew, a Hebrew. Um, so we have to understand that when we talk about Ibra, it means when you put that bay in front of it to come from something. So in this particular case, it comes from a wrongdoing. Okay, and and I want to talk about who the wrongdoer is. First, first, you know, when we look at this scripture, understand that we're dealing with Christians. That's that's what we have to understand. We're talking about Christians who are struggling with an immaturity. And it doesn't matter how long they've been saved. It doesn't matter how long they've been walking with Hashem, with, with, with the Lord. Um, they, should, they, they may know better. And I don't want to say they should know better, but they may know better. But this is immaturity, right? And it's immaturity that has been disguised itself under the guise of control. Okay, so our translations use the word wrongdoing to describe what a man or woman can find themselves involved with. But, boy, but, but Paul's word ibra suggests something it suggests that the person in the sin is someone caught in the mindset of anger of fury of rage of wrath you see this person's sin at its root is ibra anger fury wrath um, rage, the need to fulfill something without the ability to satisfy. The inability to quench desires that lead to that inner rage, that inner anger. Okay, and eventually it could come out as wrath. When they talk about pride going before the fall, we spoke about it in the last one. This is usually what happens. This is where, where, where in this particular case, um, we're told, Hashem tells us that Pride goes before the fall because it's a sin that has been ignored. It's a sin that, that has deceived the, the bearer, the wielder of that sin, um, into thinking that they have control over it. But then eventually they realize that whatever is going on doesn't quench the flesh, doesn't quench that desire. And then a war takes place as righteousness, through the Spirit of God, through Torah Hayim, the living word, tries to overcome that particular thing. Um, so, you know, it's important when we talk about um, searching us and, and we talk about the importance of self-examination um, that we should ask the Lord to search us, right? To show us what needs 
to be claimed for the victory um, and, and what needs to be overcome in our lives. So the question is this, in ministry our role is to help restore such people to fulfill Messiah's Torah. But in order to do that, we need to self-examine to find out if we're still caught in any wrongdoing. And if we are, have we offered it as holy unto the Lord? Have we recognized that and continually struggle in laboring against that burden? When we confess these things and bring them into the light, darkness no longer has the light. And even though you may struggle with it, you will run into people who are bearing that same issue. So we must be careful because we know that God says he does not test and he, he does not tempt. And he, anytime temptation comes, there is a way out. So those who have a seasoned discernment, those who have um, that, that, that maturity in the Messiah, know how to deal with in prayer and understand the boundaries that need to be set even when ministering to others. So again, I want to thank you very much for tuning in for this um, episode of Bearing the Burden, the study devotional. Um, and as always, I pray that um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glory and Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace. Down to my